1: It is rolling, my friend. You are good to go. What's up, guys? Welcome to beautiful Georgia. We have had quite a day today. I got to go to Kubota with Mr. Producer. And a lot of fun, wasn't it? It was awesome. You were asking a lot of questions. I was like, hey, they got a plate to catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul gave me the eye roll, like, you know, quit
0: asking questions. We've got stuff to
1: do. But it's huge for our community. There's, there's 3,000 employees there. It's so cool to get to see behind the scenes. And uh, we have some special guests here from uh, Team Kubota
2: Uh, Tom Vockel, I'm Senior Turf Product Manager for Kubota. Uh, I'm responsible for helping direct the guidance of uh, uh, basically all of our residential and commercial turf products as we go from now and into the future. So very excited to be here. I'm glad you were able to come and uh, that we we got to go through the production facility and see that a little bit about what we do and and how we're involved in in the U.S. and here in Georgia. Like you said, we we do employ about 3,000 people in the area here uh we're a pretty big part of this community so we're we're glad to be here with you today yeah big time and we also have matt from marietta
3: yes matt sabaka i'm the turf product specialist with Kubota. so kind of in my role um the main thing is dealer support this is a they're my bosses i'm you know they're my customer i'm here to take care of them uh specifically my background's in the turf industry so um been doing that for a long time now and and look forward to bringing bringing those years of experience to Kubota. so i cover mainly you know a few different markets the atlanta market nashville and charlotte market so you might have a new you might have a new customer over here i I think think. so i think so (laughs)
0: after touring that plant i am ready to buy one of these machines now i have a professional that does my lawn but if he's listening he might be getting the boot (laughs) as i'm going to grab one of these
1: zero turns Yes, absolutely. Well, our audience, you know, guys own lawn care businesses looking for commercial mowers. So, share a little bit about what you got rolling.
2: Well, we we, we do a lot. We do a lot in the commercial space. And uh, uh, Paul, we have a lot of different models. We support our dealers all across the country. Uh, we try to uh, design and take the cues. The one thing I, I've been in this industry a long time as well. I have uh, talked to a lot of landscapers, and I. And, and that's one thing Kubota does. Kubota talks to a lot of people about the product and, and development and a lot of those different things as we do and bring things, new new things to the market. And And, and I take a lot of pride in that because that communication allows us to make a better product for, for your audience. And that's what we're trying to do if, if it's, uh, you know, emergence of more EFI engine models or... Or models to reduce downtime, you know, to help their profitability. Those are all the key things that we focus on. You know, uh, a hot button for everybody right now, in my opinion, is is comfort, and it should be comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, anything we can do to help take care of and make the operator experience of, of your customers better mm-hmm. is a win. And uh, I'm very passionate about that on our side, and that's what I communicate to our engineers and to our field team and everybody else that those things are very important. Uh, They help employee retention. I've been saying that whether it's on a podcast or in, in print media or whatever, those are things that help keep people coming back to, to help your customers. So
1: totally. And Matt, share a little bit about what you do for the industry.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, I'm, I'm supporting our dealership network. So what, the goal is of, of my position, and we have these positions not just for the turf products, but also our commercial products as well, uh, in terms of like construction equipment. But we just try to bring a little bit of depth, um, you know, knowledge to the dealership uh, to help them out with, you know, going after customers and understanding them a little bit better, and and just supporting them. If there's feedback they're giving us, we're taking it back to Kubota as well, working with Tom and his group to try to really just better our product and. and and get a better understanding of how we could better serve the end users. And for us, that's through the dealership network. So, but again, a lot of those things, like
2: you mentioned, the profitability and efficiency, those are the, those are really the key elements that, that we, we deal with. And like when Matt talks about the dealerships and we'll have some dealership folks, Mm -hmm. people on a little bit later, what we try to do is try to help them understand what that customer, even though they're talking to that customer, you know, a blended approach. You know, what are the customers looking for? Obviously they're looking for reduced downtime. You know, downtime is the killer of productivity. Yeah. You know, you know that they know that they're learning that, Uh, you know, so the products that we can bring and the products we can suggest and the things that we can tell them to do, that's much like fall cleanup is, Mm -hmm. is they're getting ready for fall cleanup right now. You know, many areas of the country are probably within the last three or four cuttings of the season. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're positioning their products, hey, how do I either get them ready for for storage, if you will, if they're up north, mm-hmm. or how do I you know, throttle them back a little bit? Uh, do I perform some maintenance on them now, or do I wait? Uh, my suggestion, my recommendation, what I'm hearing from the field is if there's things you need to do, I would do them sooner than later because— uh, the supply and supply chain issues and part shortages and things, those aren't going to go away anytime really soon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one way to help them control costs. You know, part pricing could go up, other things could go up. So if if people are needing belts or blades or, you know, things and they're available, I'd be Let's purchasing, I'd be purchasing them now. Uh, I think that's a way to even, you know, even though it's, we're sitting here in mid-September, you know, and they're, they're thinking about, next season you know that that's a way to help them you know if they have a, a little bit of capital to spend on some of these things I think it's it's a wise move for them to do right now. Now
1: I know this is a very touchy point Tom and Matt but with repairs I was just talking to a gentleman yesterday we had breakfast with a friend and his his mower's a different color but it, it went down and he couldn't get the part to get it repaired so he, he's he's out of that, that machine's out of maintenance for a while what what's your feedback or thoughts on that?
2: Well, there, there's some things we do, and, and and this has been a challenging year with with many different manufacturers, and, and we're challenged as well, just like everybody else. In many of those, um, there's, there's some programs that we have. Matt can explain a little bit about our demo or our loaner program that 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 can help some of those things. So, you know, many Kubota, many of our Kubota dealers do participate in those kinds of things. And Matt, why don't you share a little bit about our demo loaner program?
3: Yeah, no, it's I mean, basically what you said is is what it is. It's it's our Demonstration and loaner program for our dealers. We offer it to them. Uh, they get a you know certain amount of units. They can also add units to it if they want to of their own of their own fleet. And it's it's a it's an effort to one, you know, the commercial grounds customer mm-hmm. that, that we're talking to, that we're seeing. You know, they're they're going to want to see the product before they buy it. Um, and, and I would too. It's an investment. It's their. It's how they're making money. It's how they're living. So they want to make sure they get the right product. So we're there on the front end. Uh, to demonstrate the product to them, offering those to our dealerships and our dealerships participate in it. And on the backside, again, like you were saying, you know, buddy of yours had a, had a mower go down, uh, couldn't get the part. That's the reality of the situation we live in nowadays, regardless of what manufacturer you're with. And sometimes those service as well, you know, you've heard these service shops are backed up a little bit sometimes. So, uh, you know, having those, those loaners available to get to keep the keep the customers moving is is, our, is a focus of ours, and we know it's a it's a really high button issue for guys, and making sure we have them is important.
2: Yeah, it, it, and to carry on with that, really, what it's it's intended for, and, and again, like I said, many of our dealers do use those. They'll have machines, kind of reserve machines, sitting back. Mm-hmm. If they can't get to a repair quickly, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of days or whatever mm-hmm. that time is, they can offer that to the customer. Okay, to to use it, usually free of charge to go out and mow and to, and to stay productive. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the things, again, listening to the landscape group, the community, Mm -hmm. those are things that are important to them. And and I would encourage your customers, if they're not doing that, they should be, to me, in my opinion, they should be working toward and with dealers that, that do have those backup type services, because sometimes you just don't know when it's going to go down Uh, you know, some dealers may not carry some of the more expensive parts or they may not be available or they use their last one and they need another one and Mm -hmm. the vendor can't supply that part. So it's going to be a week or whatever. I mean, that's a lot of productive time for them. I mean, somebody being down a week is, is horrific. I've, I've heard stories last year where someone's whole, whole truckload of stuff got stolen, but some other people in his smaller, tighter community. And that's came what
1: happened here. A, a, a competitor in his local town loaned him a backup. So yeah, exactly, it was, it was a cool story, but the point is what, well, you know, I hear what you're saying before that is stock up on everything you can stock up on and just have reserves yourself for the common parts.
2: When it, when it comes for the wear items, that's it, absolutely what I would, I would recommend right now. If you can get them, get them. Um, I mean, I think blades, uh, Talking to some dealers, blades have been an issue this last year. That where uh, supplies are, are kind of limited. Dealers are expecting to order many, many blades, and they're getting you know a percentage of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, even from that, from the manufacturers, the blade manufacturers. So if they're available, I'd be I'd be taking advantage of them for sure. You know, and you know, in that same way with repairs, uh, you know, many dealerships and things like that, they they do full full line repairs. They'll service everything. Mm-hmm. They service what they sell. And that's what Kubota dealers do. And if you need a window to get in to service it, you know, now's a, a pretty good time because the, the you know, deep throws of the season are kind of behind us now. And, and now it's time to get them fixed and get them ready and get things ready for the next season.
3: I would even say that, and maybe it's considered a common part, but even like a, something as a PTO switch having on hand, you know, when, when I was working in a dealership, that was something that... Didn't seem like a lot of guys had on hand, but if you're starting out, you know that's a small, cheap part that you can easily put back on your machine to get you back up and running without having to spend two hours or whatever it is to go to the dealership. You know, stop what you're doing, go to the dealership, come back. So, even little parts like that, little electrical parts, are, are smart to have on hand if you if you can.
2: And as you mentioned, again, most of your audience probably doesn't know, but that's that typically that PTO switch is the, is the basically the heart of mm-hmm. the system if that goes out you're not even going to be able to start the machine mm-hmm. so it, it's it's important to have that and, and diagnosing it's 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 not super easy to diagnose when you have that problem but it, it can really save your bacon if you have one it's the extra. first one it's the
3: first thing you put in to see if it's uh, broke is that pto switch it's it's no, cheap cheap little fix
2: that's right
4: ever wish every day was donut friday us too but we can't help with that talk with one of our fleet advisors no pressure no hassle call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com slash paul to learn more gps track it
0: hey you yeah you Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com.
1: Don't forget to grab your ticket to attend Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky, this October 18th through 21st. Use my name, Paul, and you'll save 50% off. The Equip Exposition is the event of the year for those who work in our line of work. There is no better trade show to test before you invest in new products, innovations, and even ideas for your business. You can talk to the teams behind the most useful machines, products, and technology that we use daily and then test drive them for yourself in the nearly 30-acre outdoor demo yard. With 25-plus education sessions, two nights of free concerts, and networking with thousands of pro landscapers, this show is the future of your business. Register at Equipexposition.com. Well, as we're recording this show, our, our college football season just kicked off down here in, in the south. I know Mr. Producer is a big Georgia Bulldogs fan. And, and here in a few weeks, the leaves are going to start falling down like crazy. It's going to be, you know, fall cleanup season. Uh, what's some advice that you have uh, to be as efficient as possible with the equipment and make as much money as possible? Uh, we say cut that grass, make that cash cut them leaves make that cheese what what mr i, I do not uh, that's not one of mine
2: okay no yeah. it, it does it does make make some sense and there's more and more people are doing that obviously mulch and uh, mulching leaves and leaf cleanup is, is a big thing we're in georgia a lot of trees a lot of leaves but mm-hmm. but across the country that's what a lot of people are doing you know up in the northeast you know leaves is huge huge battle and uh You know, many, many people are, are, are starting to do more mulching of leaves instead of just vacuuming, blowing, picking up and those kinds of things. Uh, it's, it's better for the, it's better for the turf and, uh, you know, it it can really work its way down and, and it's, it's very effective and it's probably easier on your equipment. Um, one of the things that we're hearing from people, uh, up in the Northeast who primarily had done a tremendous amount of bagging, uh, you know they're they're wanting to work their way out of bagging just mm-hmm. because the cost associated with it, and again, that's another thing that your customers are going to start seeing. The cost of disposing of those mm-hmm. is is becoming very high. It adds miles to their day to if they have to go to some place to dump it. So if they can work into mulching instead of bagging, they're going to be money ahead, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's kind of another tip I guess I would I would give them. Uh, you know the one secret. I think I not really a secret, but one thing is: is if the leaves are dry, they're gonna they're gonna mulch up to next to nothing. Yep. If you can wait. So how do you outfit the mower
1: to, to to have the best machine to mulch?
2: Well, well, typically the mulch kits work work very well. They they basically chamber up each of the th- you know usually three spindle decks or each chamber. They're kind of mulch those up, and so basically there's going to be recut, and then usually what happens m- many many landscapers, you know, they'll go over it a couple of two or three times and then it mm. goes away. Yeah. You, you don't even see it. It just dispenses. and goes, yeah. goes into the turf and you don't even really notice it in, in many areas. More and more people are starting to do that. You know, even though, uh, there, there's some companies out there that have a uh, push and they always have a bag in the back, even though they're not mulching, they never mulch. They never dump a bag, but they have a bag. So some people think they might be bagging, but, but they're doing actually what's better for the grass is, is their, uh, mulching that grass and mm-hmm. turning everything back into it and
3: back you know, into the cash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. You go. Yeah. Keeping the cash, making the cash.
1: So what are some other tips for uh, prepping the equipment for the end of the season?
2: Um, you know, the things that I would say is, is, you know, making sure that they're running the right fuel and running things out of fuel and, and things like that. Most uh, you know, it's important if, if they are getting them ready to park in my opinion, again, it's, uh, one thing that I hear is is pretty uh, important. Most all of the bigger machines that have a larger fuel tank, that fuel is not specifically going to change in the tank mm-hmm. by itself. But if you can run the carburetor and the carburation system out of fuel, you know, turn the turn the valve off that goes to it and run it out. That's going to give your best chance of success on a on a non EFI engine as you get ready for the season. Where you're going to reduce the varnish and things like that associated with it, unless you're using a fuel stabilizer, which which most everyone does recommend, but very few people ever do. They're filling directly out of fuel, you know, at at a quick stop or whatever it may be, whatever the the place is. And they're, you know, the last thing they're asking or thinking about is putting this fuel stabilizer in. So doing that and making that ready when they're finished done, finished parking the units, that that's really important. Um, You don't want to get out there and then have carburation issues in the spring. That's just a thing you really don't want to have. Uh, And then you're going to be waiting in line because there's going to be a lot of other things (laughs) in there. So you want to make sure you eliminate those things. I was going to
3: say, you're 100 percent right. It's it's the timing. You know, everything happens at the same time for everyone. So so making sure that it's taken care of kind of gets you out of that group or having those small parts and pieces at the beginning of the season help out, too.
1: Well, quickly, I wanted to get your perspective, Matt and Mr. Producer. Uh, we got to go to the Kubota plant today, you know, in our backyard here locally. What were, what were your thoughts? Um, I know Tom pretty much knew the place like the back of his hand, but what was your experience as a first time seeing that? I wish I wasn't allowed to film in there, but I wish you all could have seen taking something from nothing, you know, and then at the end of the side of the warehouse, you know, they're cranking it up for the first time and it's on a truck and gone. So what was your takeaways?
3: It's, it's amazing how large one, the scale of the building is and two, how much complexity there is in producing these, these pieces of equipment, how many, how many people are working in there and and you know, uh, when you call forklifts moving all over the place, I mean it's it's. We amazing. almost got run over a few but, times. Yeah, so. it's, it, but it's amazing. Oh. You know, it's like a little like an orchestra. You know, you're up there directing it, and these you have these hundreds, thousands of people around doing all these different jobs. And the, it's, they it's they weren't
2: quite. gonna they weren't gonna run over you. They were gonna stop short. They were, just <laughs> just so.
0: I was impressed with the quality control measures. Uh, if you guys mm-hmm. wanted to address some of the quality control issues that went into making sure that
3: the mower that I'm purchasing is going to, you know, is built to last. It was layered. I mean, it wasn't just one. It was one and then another one and maybe one other one to make sure it was good to
2: go. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's a good point. You do bring up good points, and, and that's one of the keys of the uh, of the Kubota production system that we we do use and, and we employ through all of our plants is, is we put a lot of the safety things are always visible to the operators. You know if they're whether they're facing the the vehicle or the machine that they're working on or behind right in their workstation there always is those safety cues that are uh, important to safety and and mm-hmm. that's kind of the layered approach they they do a lot of training with people and there's, there's extra staffing. So in case someone slows down or something, for some reason, there's all of those things that happen as well. But really the big, the big part of it is, is as you guys saw it's, is, it, you know, it goes from a, you know, maybe a bent piece of raw steel to mm-hmm. a painted on wheels, running, living, breathing mm-hmm. machine. And about, you know, and about, Forty-five minutes, you know, from one end to the other. Now, there's queues in there that have parts that are already painted and things like that. But uh, it it it's it is kind of amazing, like you said. It comes down, it gets put on a crate, and it's on a truck, and then it's going out to our dealers and or potentially to our warehouse from there. So it's it it is an impressive process, and uh, I'm glad we were able to get you guys through it.
1: Yeah, very impressive, and it's not it's not like cookie cutter because I was looking, I was like, there's a Kawasaki engine there's a Kohler there's a Briggs and Stratton I was like what? but they were like lined up next to each other so it, it was different mowers in right next to each other in line that's what I just assumed they just
2: did them all the same but they didn't yeah the, the way again our production system works there there's a little different cues that we, that we use it through our systems which basically uh, the way it is is some of the models take a little bit more time some of the take a little bit less time so rather than have You know 20 models that take the most time we stagger them Mm -hmm. so everybody can work at a a more more controlled pace Mm -hmm. and that's what we found works out best for our production folks and you know and both educating them and otherwise so there's a lot of other systems in place you know with that complexity that we do in the back end of it to make sure that we have all the right parts at the right place at the right time again those are big keys that we work toward well,
1: thanks again, Tom, for the, the tour. And Paul, who was our tour guide, not me, but another Paul—he did a phenomenal job. And that was, that was a really cool treat for us. So let people know how they can connect with Kobota and we'll bring you back on another show here. So,
2: That's great. Yeah. If you want to find out more about Kubota, check out Uh You know, we have a great website. We have a great team that's responsible for our website. And, uh, you know, also check us out on all the social media platforms because again that that team is uh doing great things for us here at Kubota thank you
3: Matt you got any final thoughts yeah it's uh you know again again comes down to our dealer finding your dealer a choice in your areas uh you know that starts with Kubota USA or just figuring out where they are so um yeah absolutely cool well thank you guys
1: for your time and uh please smash that follow button y'all and we're gonna have uh, Matt and Tom back on another program so be looking out for that